0: Welcome to The Woods. The Woods is a podcast for those leaving traditional religious beliefs in search of true connection and personal growth. You may be here because you had to leave the church village that you've always known. Maybe you kind of stumbled upon us looking for a community, or maybe you're still freaked out because
1: you think you're going to hell now. <laughs> I'm Lindsay Picardo. And I'm Lauren Moffett. Together, we're setting up camp with a warm fire to build a community with others who are also finding their way to the woods. The topics that are off limits in the village are welcome here in the woods. We're so glad you're here.
0: Today, we're going to talk about something that will affect 44% of people in their lifetime erectile dysfunction <laughs> <laughs> deconstruction oh, deconstruction i'm sorry you know, there's still a womp, womp i'm sorry so.
1: I-, <laughs> I love that here we are there's, they rhyme i no never thought about that deconstruction <laughs> there is none
0: okay deconstruction is fascinating to me oh to me too okay when do you think you first doubted what you've always been taught in the village. Well, or maybe just one time, because I know it's been like, it's been a couple times.
1: It's been about eight. <laughs> so, if we're going to make
0: a chart. If you can on, find it.
1: On, if you're on the deconstroller, the deconstroller. No, I was trying to say roller coaster and deconstruction. De- constr- <laughs> <laughs> it's a new word. Deconstroller. De- de- <laughs> deconstruction roller coaster. Well, I grew up with this idea that God was going to protect me from my suffering. And, and that is suffered not a bunch. true. <laughs> so I suffered a whole lot in a very short amount of time. <laughs> where, do we, where do we begin No. Right. It was a lot. It was a lot. For so, anybody. You know, if I was a Christian, I believed that I wouldn't experience as much pain and suffering. And here I was in a lot of dark nights, a lot of pain. A Can you of- just
0: share a little bit about some of the things that you were suffering with? You were a single mom.
1: Single mom. i um, going through eating disorder. Divorce at 22. Um, the okay. single, yeah. yeah,
0: no, that's that's a good list right there. That was in six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know. So you're going through all these. You had just gone to Christian college. Right. And you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And You're like, thank pre- you for
1: my diploma. and Also, I am now pregnant. Here's your divorce and a pregnancy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> But that's... I mean, can you imagine at 22 being like this? This is not what I planned from the Lord.
1: That's no. not what you planned. I'm sure it was hard on everybody. I mean, I just nailed my... <laughs> Tom Petty C D to the cross. So you
0: know. we got way off track real quick, you know? Yeah. One minute you're nailing the Tom Petty CD, the next minute you're preggies.
1: <laughs> when and, divorced. <laughs> I know exactly. Um, I'm curious for you. When was when did this start to unravel for you? Okay, well, I think the first
0: layer was when no religious or Christian intervention or therapy could save my marriage. And I realized you know, at one point that everything that we had kind of built our relationship on and how to relate to each other and how to take care of each other Mm -hmm. was truly not working Mm -hmm. for either one of us for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And that was a mind blow because we both loved God. We were both in ministry and we're sitting in front of like the fourth therapist now. And I'm realizing that what we had been journaling about, what we've been praying about, we had waned until we were married Mm -hmm. and nothing was working Mm -hmm. so that was the first layer and then obviously the gay thing um i shouldn't say obviously i should say oh it's interesting yeah i just caught myself oh is it obvious maybe not i'm curious if anybody who listens to the woods deconstructed because they realized they were gay or if the like the timing of that because it's a little bit i always get nervous that christians are listening and they're like see She let her sinful ways, her sexuality or her perceived sexuality Mm -hmm. ruin her faith. But that's really not what happened. I realized that the way that I was living was not functional and I was getting more miserable and Mm -hmm. sicker and less free Mm -hmm. and that some things had to change. And as I walked into what Mm -hmm. needed to change, it went all, it went down to the core Mm -hmm. of how I understood God to be and who, who he was asking me to
1: be yeah I mean all I hear is alignment basically that I was becoming aligned Yes yeah yeah yes
0: yeah so we we were googling today this morning over our cup of coffee yeah.
1: we were googling deconstruction you said something really interesting that I could not find a single article of deconstruction from a different Christian perspective and that, that there's a healthy there is a healthy and a right way to deconstruct Wait say that again there is a healthy. And a
0: right way to deconstruct. Right. But when we were Googling, all you could find was like a Christian mega pastor being like, this is how you do it, but you really shouldn't do it. Exactly. You have lost your faith. And there was
1: nothing from like a... I'm sure if we Googled religious trauma, we'd find a bunch. Though. Oh, for sure. But when you just type it in, that's what you get. I think the other thing that was interesting was, you know, deconstruction was also linked with doubt. Um, that those two words were intertwined like it wasn't this this thing that's just 44% of Americans will do you know what i mean it was there was judgment <laughs> there was
0: like no normalization exactly well and even i think we say deconstruction and i i think let's talk about deconstruction in the village here i think that christians think that deconstruction is when you're like i want to sin and therefore i'm going to <laughs> mentally figure out how to sin and not feel bad about it and i'm going yeah. to mentally just yeah. with my mental acumen an analytical mind start to pull this apart and 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 then the doubt creeps in. And I think it's much more of a deep soul wrenching misalignment that makes you ask, maybe things are not as I thought they were. Yeah. I think that people um try to make it sound like you just, you know, you stopped having quiet times and then you literally oh. sent yourself to hell. You were on that path. You lost, you, yep. You lost yourself. So we listened to um, some really funny interviews of Christians talking about Rhett and Link because they have deconstructed. They called it um, de- De Deconversion. Deconverted. Yeah. But it's so funny that Christians really worry about people who have deconstructed evangelizing
1: others to lose their faith. Yes. Instead of just sharing their story. I think that that's really interesting. It has to have an angle of fear. Yeah, exactly. A, a judgment and a fear. Well, and I think it comes down
0: to this base idea that Christians believe you are wicked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At your core, you are wicked. <clears throat> At your core, you're wicked. You are easily led astray.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so if somebody around you has been led astray, like mm-hmm. keep an arm's length because that is contagious. hmm think about how, how damaging, I'm just going to say it. I'm not part of the APA, but I will say American Psychological Association, you know, to believe at your core, or I think about like our kids to, to tell them like you are wicked at your core. You can't trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust your thoughts. Mm -hmm. They are wicked. That is your starting point. I don't know that that's going to produce good things.
1: I just don't know. What do you think? Uh, Well, no. I mean, I think about um, how the term is not coming. Oh, self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, this whole idea of if you have someone speaking to you in a way over and over and over, I think of, you know, being in an abusive relationship that you begin to think that that is true of you and that you begin to quiet your own intuition and your own self-respect and your own knowledge of who you believe you are.
0: Disintegrate.
1: Yes. You start to break down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what also comes up for me is that this idea of deconstruction in the church, I find it really hard to believe that people haven't had those head tilt moments for themselves because we have all gone through pain and suffering. We have all experienced a loss of a loved one that maybe was tragic or too soon at some point. And that's one of the six pillars of deconstruction. And I wonder Mm -hmm. if when someone begins to have their own experience that it pricks the other person and they have a fearful response because it would mean, you know, the, the, the deeper their theology is, the more fearful if you question one thing, it's like all the bricks fall, right? And then it's like, who am I now? If my identity is in church, if my identity is in this whole belief system, you can imagine how much fear there would be. That would be, you know, so much to lose in that moment. So I think Mm -hmm. I'm also recognizing in the village how powerful um, this concept is and how scary this is and why That you create
0: kind of a universe that you live within. Mm -hmm. And if you pull one card out, the entire house of cards falls. Right. I was, you know, one of the books that really shaped my thinking is this book called The Sin of Certainty. It was when I wasn't wanting to be gay and I was like, this is, I can probably get through this. Mm. I can probably like find a guy... And then I dated a gay guy, which (laughs) two negatives equal a positive. I don't know. (laughs) It kind of worked. It was fun. Um, But, you know, I was reading this book about the sin of certainty. This is a really good book by Peter Enns. And, you know, he says, no one just quote unquote follows the Bible. We all interpret it as people with a past and present and in community with others within certain traditions, none of which is absolute. Many factors influence how we follow, quote unquote, the Bible. None of us rises above our place in the human drama and grasps God with pure clarity without our own baggage coming along for the ride. We all bring our broken and limited selves into how we think about God. We're human, in other words. We can't help but think of God in broken and limited ways as creatures limited by time and space. Damn, I know. And I and I remember reading and thinking, that's true. Like, I am not standing on absolute truth. I'm standing on a version that hasn't even worked for me. Of course. And so this book, I mean, The Sin of Certainty, it's a great book. If you want to read it, we'll do a book club around it. It's fantastic. But I think it was really good for me to loosen my grip Mm -hmm. on how I perceived reality, that I saw reality in the true sense. And when people are like, we're a church that follows the Bible, a Bible-believing church, I'm like, no, 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 no. You're a church Mm -hmm. that has a pastor that reads the Bible in a certain way that you all have Mm -hmm. cozied up to, Mm -hmm. and that aligns with your worldview. And now that's really what we're deconstructing.
1: Not reality in its truth, your perception of reality. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I even think of just... This is a total switch of topic, but how we step into the work world from an emotional intelligence perspective, we come into the work world with our own lenses of all of those things you just mentioned, beliefs, values, experiences, Mm -hmm. trauma, and that is that colors everything that we see. So if it happens to us in the work world, it definitely happens to us in the church world. That's right. And they're powerful, like... Um, stories that and beliefs that not only we believe but have been passed down to us that we
0: think are true. Exactly. Like you had that belief about if you tithe, your right. your Things clothes wouldn't washer break wouldn't break or exactly. your dryer wouldn't break. Yeah. Exactly. That's fascinating. So when you walk now, this is what's so wild: is you and I jumped over the village wall mm-hmm. <laughs> around the same time. Mm-hmm. Not really because of each other, but in light of each mm-hmm. other, maybe. And now we live in the woods, but we still have like the imprint of the village on us Mm -hmm. in certain ways. Mm -hmm. But for me, deconstruction in the woods means something totally different now. What does it mean to you? It's not like this backsliding, fear-based, you're going to hell. It means, oh, you're trying to integrate all your parts. Mm -hmm. You're trying to integrate your humanity.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you need some space. God's not going anywhere. That's interesting. So a lot of freedom a lot of movement, a lot of, there's no judgment there. Yeah. Use your intuition. Yeah.
0: Realign the pieces of who you are. Your body is an antenna. Mm-hmm. It can tell you things. Your intuition is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You can move towards connection, mm-hmm. towards yourself, towards other people. In mm-hmm. y- the base belief, if in the church or in the village, the base belief is you are wicked at your core. What would you say the base belief is in the woods?
1: That you're good at your core. It's a blank Mm. slate
0: that you're a blank slate Mm -hmm. that I think we are our strongest when we are fully
1: integrated and we don't live in cognitive dissonance every day. Mm -hmm. Well, and we're wired We're I believe that we're wired based upon biology and attachment and connection. All of those things are within us. You had a thought earlier about
0: how doubt can actually be your intuition talking to you.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, that's really... The like the whisperer of cognitive dissonance, you know, that like something's this is off. This is off, and instead of instead of shoving it down or quieting it or even question, even like um, judging it, being able to just notice it and honor it because it's telling us something, and it's almost like get curious about what that intuition means. It's a it's a point of curiosity, and. Just knowing too that it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have instant answers. It's just this breadcrumb trail all the way to understanding more of who you are, um, stepping into more self-awareness. There's other pieces of growth and emotional well-being that can come from honoring your intuition and getting curious.
0: I think something that you've taught me around that is instead of thinking things are good and bad, Mm -hmm. we think about like, that's not aligned or that is aligned. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we'll be with other people or even we'll be like watching reality television and we'll be like, something's off here. I don't know. I'm not Mm -hmm. making a moral judgment. I'm just saying there's a misalignment here in this relationship or there's a misalignment in this event or this scenario, but it doesn't have this weighty moral piece. It's just like, this is a little misaligned. It doesn't
1: It. my body is telling me that it's like, er, 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 er." exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, I think that those magical moments of just feeling something that has been something that I have really had to learn coming out of the village is to know when I'm experiencing like an intuition question mark or a a head tilt out of alignment type of thing. Like, Oh, she said that, but she believes this that's curious, you know, just something there. Yeah. You,
0: you do a good job of that. Even Mm -hmm. with me, like giving me space to explore and not be like,
1: that's not right. That's Mm. not what you said earlier. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's
0: curious because you said this earlier. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it's this, thank you for saying that. And I think it's this piece of just this idea of we're always evolving. There is There really is nothing that I believe that what I believe now, even this podcast in 10 years, I'm going to look back on this podcast and probably think something very different than right now. Like you're free to continue to evolve. Exactly. I'm thinking about
0: how our, when we were buddies, one time we went to a movie and then we were like laughing, hysterically walking out and we're driving away and we're just laughing. So, and I felt so light and we were both like, (laughs) what is this experience? (laughs) What is this experience? And you remember what you said? Happiness. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it was like, you know, finding you just as a human out in the world meant that I got to be, I, I, I got to be more aligned. It makes it sound like I'm at your effect, but I really mean like you gave me space to be aligned and light. Mm. And I think that's part of why we're so happy when
1: we're together is because Mm -hmm. we get to be fully aligned. Mm -hmm. I love that. I've never, I don't know if I've thought of it that way, but to have that freedom and space, you're smiling at me. What do you think? I'm just happy. Oh, happy moment
0: (laughs) (laughs) will you marry me (laughs) that's what I wanted to say (gasps) Lauren right here right now on this podcast with everybody listening (laughs) while walking their dog and trying to fall asleep at night
1: well marriage is a whole other construct that we can talk about (laughs) that we have deconstructed
0: (laughs) Oh, it's true yeah I know you want to share something else about the woods too
1: because you follow the holistic psychologist. I, yeah, I, I read this the other day so I'm yeah, I'm wondering if other people saw this as well but she refers... She, she, there was this powerful post about um, the dark night of the soul which in her words exactly is this point in life where we are feeling hopeless. We feel that life is meaningless or we question all that we've been told about ourselves and the world around us. So had a couple of those moments. But what I thought was interesting is that, you know, this can come from crisis. So it can come from something that negative, negative. And it can also come from a moment of like, I thought that this I'm living my life. I've got my family of four. I've got this is my personal one family of four white picket fence you know, great stable job. Maybe I nailed this, you know, really great contract. I have my business and yet I'm freaking miserable. It didn't give me what I wanted. And so that can be true for other people. Like I've pursued this my entire life and here I am. And it is not giving me something that I thought it would give me, which takes us into this deeper understanding of who we are mm-hmm. and this alignment of what we experienced and then now what we believe. That can be really
0: jarring. Yeah. Jarring to do all of that and then to not
1: feel that moment. Well, and what a powerful transformation in that darkness. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think to not be afraid of the darkness. That's true in the woods. Yeah. One of my
0: good friends used to tell me that they would go sit in the woods at night as a little kid and listen to all the like creatures running around this person is like is this person really you? cool <laughs> and by this person i mean <laughs> schminzy schmo schmardo <laughs> totally different than me uh, not me at all um another really amazing cool, um, cool human. <laughs> but i thought that's so wild like two what my one of my spiritual mentors said to me, "You know, there comes this a point in your life where you accept all things. You just accept mm-hmm. them as they come, the darkness, the light, yeah. uh, all these different seasons. And all of them give you an opportunity to connect, which is really what you want. Talk about freedom in celebration mm-hmm. and in sadness. Mm-hmm. and, I think about some of my most deep connecting moments. Some of them are highs with you and mm-hmm. some of them are like low, low lows
1: mm-hmm.
0: with you. <laughs> I remember a few of those. And there's still connection to be mm-hmm. found in both, which is, I think, the magic mm-hmm. of living in the woods and and focusing on how we connect with ourselves, how we connect with other people, mm-hmm. and then how we connect with that deeper meaning, higher power, that. whatever that looks like.
1: Mm it's really interesting to think about this little being to go i can just i'm uh, walking up on you is like in my imagination you were in the woods like little kid sitting outside yeah i remember that time that we had like we had like these wild noises in my backyard oh i remember this pitch black you all pitch black and they sounded like what type of sound was it like (laughs) semi-human that's weird to say semi-human but but like also
0: like cats like screaming fighting it didn't sound like adults but it it was very just wild wild sounds echoing by the little creek there yeah the crick.
1: and I mean you ran right for that forest and I was like I am going inside (laughs) we had very different reactions which reminds me of this moment of like the village versus the woods and and i'm so grateful that i stayed with you because i got to see you got to see the wild 30 raccoons going nuts getting in, our in trees. fights in the
0: trees <laughs> <laughs> they were throwing
1: each other down like
0: wwe style they were th- i actually felt bad for one of the raccoons because he was every time he tried they were like no he but lost like 20 branches he did but you know it's okay i think he's okay now yeah i'll check in with him after this but there is like this wild piece yeah. i love to run towards the wild you do you you are not as jazzed. No. But I think this is important to say, too, With when it comes back to deconstruction, whether you jump over that village wall and sprint towards the wild and sprint towards the woods or if you feel like you got thrown out of the village mm-hmm. or if you decide to calmly, steadily walk through the gates and explore the woods and then go back to the mm-hmm. village and then go to the woods and go back mm-hmm. to the village, whatever mm-hmm. it is. We honor that. A hundred percent. And you get the space yeah. to traverse between the two, mm-hmm. to deconstruct, to reconstruct. Exactly. We all are on that journey. Mm-hmm. And I love that we we give each other that space too as a couple We're that you don't about. have to land where I land mm-hmm. on everything. mm mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we are about connection, Mm -hmm. being good to each other, bringing more health, more freedom, Mm -hmm. more stability to our life. Mm -hmm. And that's what we can rest on together. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I think I was thinking about that just in the articles that we were reading and how much I appreciate that both of us will be on different pages at different points in our lives and that we both are allowing each other to be where we are. And that the deeper piece of connection for us is around just our kindness and our values. And I love just the human piece of, of being with you. And, and laughing. Yes. Because
0: like, yeah, I was thinking about becoming a priest. <laughs> <laughs> right here, right now. Here we are,
1: y'all. I love it. You're right, though. The future is
0: unknown. We have today. We have this moment. Mm-hmm. So until next time, you can find us wild and free in the woods.